Welcome, everyone, to The Joey Harris Show. I am your host, Joey Harris. You can subscribe or support the show at tinyurl.com slash Show. And today, I am pleased to bring on one of my dearest friends, the man I often quote in my line of work, Dr. Tavares Hunter. How are you, sir? Uh, absolutely wonderful today. Wonderful today. Good, good. Good to and, see you. Man. Good, to see you. It's good, good to see you here. And as you said, as we were trying to plan this, it took like two or three times. <laughs> you, you know this is going to be epic because of how much work it took for us to just to get together. But I do want to say I do quote you at least once a year. And this was a dozen years ago. So the parameters have changed. But you said at the time I am in my mid 30s. There's no need for one of my best friends to be 18 or 19 years old. You, <laughs> you know, you're hanging out with all these college kids. Yeah, we'll hang out. You are not my best friend. I, I got enough friends. We can have a, a relationship, but it only goes so far. My best friend is not going to be 18 years old and we're hanging Absolutely. out. I Every every single year since then, <laughs> if, I, if I've been working with teenagers or something like that, Let's come. You're going to come hang out or let me come hang out with you. No, my best friend is no. not going to be an 18 year old. I'm I'm good. You know, if, if, if my best friend's 18 years old, man, I tell you what, I, I might need to check something. <laughs> I, I don't have the energy. I don't. And I tell them this. I'm like, look, I'm not going to tell y'all what to do. I'll tell you what to do while you're here. You got to follow the rules. I said, that's right. Go out, if you go out, have fun, do what you do. Just make sure you have a plan. But I tell them, I said, look, you're going to go out. This is what's going to happen. It usually happens in your late 20s, early 30s. And you could go out on Friday night, drink all the alcohol they have left, wake up Saturday, feel fantastic. Do the same thing Saturday night. And it it's like a snap of a finger. Your body's going to say, nope, last night was the last good night you've had. Man, who are you telling? Your, your body changes. I said, it's, it's going to happen. And it doesn't announce it. And yeah. you don't wake up. You don't I wake like up that. and... And your body say, look, this is how things are going to be from now on. You got to experience it. Oh, yeah. I like that. Your body doesn't announce the change. You just wake up and it's like, man, why did I feel that? I, I didn't. What did that come from? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. And, but I, and, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. One thing that uh, even, even to add to that, but one thing my, my great granddad always said, he says, if you want to stay young, hang with the young people. He said, but if you want to die young, Keep up with them. Oh, that's the truth. <laughs> that is the truth. Like, I, I well, I, I tell my students everywhere I go, I said, look, by the time I hear something, I'm the last person on earth. To say, it's been going around three times by the time. I, know, I that's hear. right. So I'm like, what's new? They're like, they're telling me all about the new apps and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't even need to mess with that. I don't <laughs> even need to look that up. Don't even tell me how to spell it. I don't need to be on there. <laughs> I love it. But with, you know, with all of your experiences, life experiences, education and stuff like that, the world has changed a lot in the last three years. What has the what has the last three years taught you? Um, the last three years, I, I believe for myself, has, has taught me to genuinely love my family more. Um, not that I didn't love them before, right. you know, but but, you know but to really just try try my best to to hold on to the memories and and the experiences and the relationships um and i i've just learned to over the three these past three years try to be me you know learning learning a whole new me you know I, i've tried to fit in so many times in so many different places um with so many different people but learning to be me and and accepting me um, for instance, you know, going on job interviews and different things of that nature, I, I I was taught to, hey, you have to say this, hey, you have to do this, hey, you have to do this, and what I come to realize is, no, I just have to be me, mm -hmm. because if 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 you don't accept who I am, then I probably don't want to work for you, because I'm not going to fit in, you know, and and that goes with that goes with church, that goes with work, that goes with wherever you go is. I've learned over these three years to just hold tight to my family and the memories and, and uh, you know, check who your true friends in it, friends are and, and to really build um, that true inner circle, you know, 
and 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 understand holding tight to that is has been what I've learned because man, as we say, man, people been getting out of here, boy. They've been leaving this earth. So I'm just like, man, hold on to all the different things and memories and fun times and try to create new memories in the midst of that. So yeah, that's that's been what I've learned over the three years, especially with everything going on in the world. You hit on something there for me, uh, because that being yourself and who you are really means something to me. If I'm somewhere, whether it's a church, whether it's at work or a social situation, and I'm all of a sudden uncomfortable, then I just remove myself from that situation. I'm not going to, I don't, I'm not going to tear, I'm not going to throw the tables over and tear up the walls on my way out. No, I'm just, thank you. Have a good evening. And, and then I just don't come back. Uh, but yeah, so you're not going to, don't worry about, don't worry about me. I will just politely re, uh, remove myself from the situation and, and move on with my life because you're like a lot of people leaving. Man. You, you're looking around and you're people healthy and, and all of a sudden they're just not here. And so. In fact, it, I, I, I was just thinking about one of our good friends that, you know, uh, uh, Stacy, Stacy mm -hmm. Cook, you know, yep. and it crossed my mind last night when I was just driving and I said, man, you know, and, and I thought about his wife and his kids and everything. And I was like, hey, man, you, you just live your life the best way you can, but enjoy living it because it can be it can be cut short, you know. So I was just like, that's what I've learned, man. I'm telling you. I was I was actually thinking about him last week and I don't remember what caused me to think of it, but I could it, it was just up here up the road. I was turning the corner and it he just popped in my head for some reason. And I said, you know, I th I thought of something different. I'm like, man, and if you had to, not that I would do something like this, but if you had to take everybody that we were in, in school with and like line them all up and like, who did you think would outlast and be there and, and all of that, he'd be at the top of my list. So you you never yeah. know. Yeah. You, you never know. So having that inner circle is is just very important. But. I was thinking as I'm like, okay, I've got Tavares coming on. And uh, back when I had the the first version of this show, I had you on a, a few times and all of that. But it, it has been a, just a, a hot minute, as they say. Why don't you just give out and and tell us your story for, for new listeners to the show? Okay. Okay, absolutely. Um, well... It all started. No, let me, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, just just growing up, you know, from Charlotte, North Carolina, and you know, growing up in a, uh, of course, low income neighborhood, and you know, learning how to survive. That was one of the things that that I had to do, and family taught us how to do that. But growing up, going to high school, graduating high school, you know, they tell you, in in, in my story, they said, you know, graduate from high school, and and go to college. That's going to be once you get that, wow, you know, so I did what they said. I graduated high school, went to college, went to junior college first and, you know, and experienced that going from Charlotte, North Carolina to Rockford, Illinois. That was a, whoo, you know, 18 hour <laughs> yeah. trip, you know, right. and, and you experienced that. But it, it was a it was a culture shock. But you learn different different places because I'd never been outside of Charlotte in my life, mm -hmm. you know, so you go there and then um, you go. I leave there and go to Methodist and. And I began to just kind of learn, start to learn life, meet friends, meet you, meet so many other people that I, I man, I want to say you were my RA when I first got there. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> but when, uh, but you meet so many different people and my journey was just interesting because all I wanted to do was play sports. You know, I, I the story that I tell uh, students all the time is uh, growing up, what I wanted to be, I wanted to be two things. I wanted to be uh, an NFL football player and a drug dealer, you know, and, and they and they look and they're like, what? I said, where I grew up, man, the drug dealers had everything, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, I'm the one walking around with Adidas shoes with holes in the bottom. And, and my friend is on the corner selling dope and he's got Jordans on. I'm like, mm -hmm. I want that life, you know, <laughs> you know, um, but then realizing that, you know, there's more to life than that. And you go to college, 
you, you spend, well, you're supposed to spend four years. I think I spent five and a half maybe, but, uh, <laughs> but I go there and I graduate from Methodist and, you know, move on and start working in the school system. I worked in the school system for, you know, about six or seven years teaching kindergarten, first grade, second grade, special education, you know, remediation, you name it, you know, doing all of that, moving on, boom, you graduate, I mean, you, you're teaching there, and then I started driving trucks. I worked at a group home, then I started driving trucks, you know, so it just kind of ran the gamut a little bit, still <clears throat> searching for what is it that I'm supposed to do in life? You know, I thought it was teaching. That wasn't it for me in terms of teaching every day. Um, right. Then uh, I, I, I roll into the, the higher education sector as a uh, residential coordinator, and that just kind of helped me find the vein of where where my heartbeat was of helping students realize, hey, you got to get ready for life. You know, enjoy, you know, enjoy college life, not saying you come in as a freshman, hey, boy, you better straighten up and, and because life is going to cheat. No, it's like preparing you. Come in mm -hmm. and enjoy your college experience, but get ready for life. You know, and that and that's what I did in, in my story and learning how to prepare for life because I believe everything I learned in undergrad kind of prepared me for life. You know, just learning different people and uh, different cultures because I, I got growing up in an all-black neighborhood, going to all-black church, uh, going to all black daycare all the time, you know, when you get out in the world, everything's not all black, you know, so right. so you, you start to learn different things about, wait a minute, man, I I got to learn more to it. So I didn't go to an HBCU um, because I was like, man, I grew up in an all black neighborhood. I want to go, I want to be a little more cultured, you know, and, and I went to a predominantly white high school, um, but it was, it was, predominantly white. It was pretty bad. It was very a lot of racial tension there. Mm -hmm. um, so going to Methodist was different because it brought a not just a black white, but it brought a worldview for me. Um, and, and I began to see the world differently in that aspect. And then I go and get my master's in higher education, uh, student success. And I just started like enjoying like, man, I really like this field. This mm -hmm. is pretty cool. And then I move over to the academic side and um, helping students academically, and it was just, it was great. Then I said, man, what am I going to do with my life now? Let's go get a doctorate. I don't know why I said that. That was, just, <laughs> you know, I to those who who really like research, and I advise you, you know, go for it. I tell students, man, go get it. In my back of my head, I'm like, man, y'all crazy. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> It'll drive you nuts. But, you know, now that it's done, I appreciate the hard work because it taught me, to remember my story. It taught me to remember, you know, all the things growing up, um, remembering friends, remembering stories of my uncles and my cousins and all the friends I grew up with and my sister, my mom. I mean, it, it helped me recall all the different things in life, you know, but again, in the story, they tell you, go to school, get the degree, Oh boy, when you get that doctorate, boy, people are gonna be knocking down your door. And I'm like, man, uh, <laughs> nobody's knocking yet, you know. <laughs> you know, but but you realize that you know the story is going to be bigger, um, right. and, and then then you can imagine. And that's kind of that's kind of me in a nutshell, you know, just kind of sum it up a little bit. But you know, going from I guess the the I call it from the hood to doctor, you know. So it's it's pretty cool because I think only maybe three people in my neighborhood um, went and got uh, doctorates, me being the, the first male in my neighborhood to do it. Right. You know, so that was, that was pretty cool um, seeing seeing that transition and seeing how people, you know, view it. But you have three doctors from the neighborhood, from a drug-infested neighborhood, and, and all of us grew up around it, you know. So it's pretty pretty cool when you look at the story. From From that... Um, at first, getting out of the neighborhood, you said you wanted to do, uh, be more culturally diverse. You get your high school diploma, you get your, uh, you go to the junior college, you get your degree, you go out and start working. You come back into higher ed, get another degree, finally to your to your doctorate and all of that. Now you you said you're working on a, a book. What continues to drive you after you reach those different milestones? 
Um, I, I, I want the world to be better. You know, uh, I think uh, one of the things I continually say is people have forgotten how to be people. You know, it, it's 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 real simple, you know, and I, I want to help people understand that all we have to do is continue to help each other, you know, um, and it showed in, you know, to bring up the 9-11 crisis. People right then for, remembered that, man, we're all people. Wow, let's help each other. Let's do that. And, and, and that can be an everyday task. That's not, it wasn't hard to do then. It just, tragedy brought unification. And, and, and it's just like, we can do that every day, but we let politics and, and opinions tear us apart. Um, and it shouldn't take tragedy to do that. So my, my goal is to, and what drives me is trying to make this place better, you know, even though I'm I'm just one one being, I, I want to leave my mark in trying to make it better, um, affecting students, affecting adults, teaching people that, you know, a job is more than just money. Um, you know, it, it don't be afraid to walk away from something to make something else better. You know, and and it's just one of those things where that's my everyday drive when I get up is how how am I going to make my impact on the world today. You know, how, how am I going to make a difference, even if it's, if it's helping the panhandler and, and, and a lot of people just give panhandlers money. Well, you know what? I like to have a conversation with them, mm-hmm. you know, so I'll pull over to the side and say, hey, tell me your story. You know, because you, by them telling the story, you never know what's going to happen. You know, they they may find it in themselves and say, you know what? Let me get myself together. I'm better than this. Or you may be able to take them in a direction that they didn't know they could go. So. That's my that's my drive every day, you know, improving education. Uh, I laugh about education every I, I literally laugh every day when we talk about education. Kenny and I talk about <clears throat> you, you have people on school boards who've never been in a classroom. Mm-hmm. I, never worked with kids. Why are you on the school board? <laughs> <laughs> don't know where the school is. They don't, don't know where the school is. I want, I want my kids to have a better education. So you're on the school board because you want your kids to have a better education. Well, what about the whole scope of everyone? You know, and it's like, you know, so so I want to be able to really pinpoint to make sure people know that, you know, do your purpose, not for selfish reasons, but but find your purpose and do your purpose to make the world better. So that's that's what drives me every day. I hear that, man. That that is so important because you said something, I'm trying to remember what it was that just it it struck me that you're you're going around and like you, you talk about the the panhandler, like you you're right. So many people just pass those people by other people they just throw throw money in what they considered the problem and never stop to do it and i just remembered what it is that was one point i wanted to make the other one was you talk about take 9-11 for instance and you're right you never forget that like in the afternoon of 9-11 going into 9-12 people just uh lining up to volunteer to give blood and all of that and I remember my dad saying, like, the churches the next Sunday were just overfilled with people. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it certainly didn't take a, long, a, a <laughs> lot of time for everybody to get back to that 9-10 attitude where, yep. you know, it yep. used to be if, if people had differences, I believed I was right. I believed that you were wrong. OK, right and wrong. That's, you know, I could now it's I believe I'm right and I believe you're evil. Yeah, it, it's not right or wrong. You know, I could, I, I think this way. You think that way. We just think differently. But now it's, it's so much divisiveness. And I had something happen a, a couple of weeks ago that made a little bit of news just around here. And just reading about it on the different websites. And this is not a divisive thing. This was just straight facts. You need to report just A, B, and C happened. Right. And no, nobody had the right story. No, And I'm like, it's, and it's such a simple story. And so I, I told my dad, I'm like, I don't believe anything anybody says about anything anymore. It doesn't matter. No. 
because it, there was just again all you have to report is a b and c you don't have to put a spin on it this is nope. nothing political this is just straight just straight news and no, nobody got it right and nobody cared that they got it wrong and they just and he's yeah. like it's like why don't you call them up and tell because a they don't care they moved on they might yeah. say oh oh this actually happened we regret the error and it's it's on page 47 where yeah. the original news story is on page one <laughs> and they don't you know so yeah they got back to that i i want people to get back to a 912 mindset without having to go through 911 but they don't but they're quick to go back to that 910 mindset where yeah. this is the the people that I disagree with that line up on whatever side of what aisle you're you're thinking about, um, they're they're quick to line up with the people who think like they do, and they yeah. only listen to the people who think like they do. And I said, it, it's no wonder that we're in this mess because you remember several years ago, people couldn't couldn't agree on what color that dress was on the internet. Is it, is it blue dress? Is it gold dress? And they were having fights about that. I'm like, it, it's a dress. It's a dress. You know? yeah. Who cares what the color is? It's, it's a dress. Right. But they, they're they so quick to say, I'm right and, and you're wrong. And You know, there, there's, there's just so much you know, that's, that's happening in the world with, with I mean, we even, you know, just a, and it's a touchy subject. You know, we used to talk about touchy subjects all the time um, back in the day. But, you know, when, when people talk about like abortion and different things of that nature, they said, you know, when I, when I give my opinion on it, they, they go, I thought that you, you were for, you, 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 you don't, you don't want abortion. I said, well, look, I, I said, I would always tell people, I said, look, man, look, you know, I don't agree with it, but I agree with the person having free choice. I right. said, you know, and I, and that was just my whole thing. I said, doesn't mean that I have to, you know, be so hard against the person who does it. I just said, I just believe in people having the free choice. And I said, there's nothing wrong with that, having the free choice. So, you know, but, but but what you just said and what we're talking about is people don't care about getting it right or getting it wrong. They care more about their opinions and everything. It doesn't matter, you know, when, when, when the Washington uh, commanders went from Redskins to command or went from Redskins to football team to commanders. Right. You know, how, how much, how much news did that cover? You know, but, but then no one really is talking about the history. Right. Of, of all of it, you know, who's explaining to the kids, the history of why this is, this is happening. They, they just see, Oh, they're changing. Well, don't really get it. Okay. It was in the news today. It's gone tomorrow. Okay. They're the commanders now. So let's just keep moving. You know, and it's like, man, nobody's talking about it because it's just what it was here today is gone tomorrow. You know, absolutely. I, <laughs> I, I was thinking about that very. I don't, we must be on some wavelength. <laughs> Didn't even know it. I was thinking about that very thing yesterday, and I don't know what brought it up. Maybe it was something I had seen online, and I still have people. It's been what two or three years? I don't even know how long it's been since they've changed. At least a couple of seasons. A couple of years, something like that. Because uh, that for you're right. For one year, it was the, just the Washington football team, and then last season, I think was the first one as the Commanders. I still see the hashtag HTTR. <laughs> I'm still pulling for the Redskins. I'm like my friend, my friend. I, I don't know how to tell you. They're not coming back. They're not coming back. You can feel as strongly as you can about it. I understand the, the feeling. I may not agree with it, but I understand. understand. They're not coming back. I under, you know, they they don't they gonna change owners and all that. They're still not coming back. They're not coming back. You yeah. know, just just if you go, you have to let it go, man. You know, and and I laugh all the time because, like you said here, you know, like I said here today, gone tomorrow. What happens when 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 uh. Uh, you know, the animal rights activists say, you know what? I am tired of all of these sports teams using animals as mascots. Now, what are we going to do? Then there becomes a fight. Then all the names change. And, you know, so it's just so much is changing, man. You know, and, and it's like once it changes, then no one cares. It's gone. Nobody. How many times in a, maybe in a small circle, but how much have you heard about going from, you know, the Redskins to the commanders again? You know, you don't hear about it anymore. It's gone because it's like, oh, well, 
We just it, because well, of course, it really all become it all comes down to money, you know. It's, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It, it's all about money. And I, I was saying this to somebody else. It's been a, a couple of years ago now. I had gastric bypass surgery. I had to wait a certain amount of time before I could do some significant travel. I had just passed that uh, thing. Uh, and my wife and I, we were still living in Maine at the time. We drove down to visit family. It was 4th of July and, and all of that. And we're in Roanoke, Virginia. I had mm-hmm. to stop to get gas. And we're right next to the big Trump store. Now this is not about, this is not about Trump, but you see all right. the Trump signs. It was said Trump 2020. Okay. I get it. We just had the election and all of right. that. And, and then I saw the we were robbed signs. Okay. I, I, I know some people feel like that. And I saw the Trump 2024 signs. Okay. Again, I, I, I get it. Yeah. I saw yeah. Trump, I saw Trump 2021 because it was 2021 at the time. And I'm like, wait, wait, I understand you can feel like you were robbed in 2020. I understand you feel like you're going to vote for, you want him to run again. You're going to vote for him again in 2024. But 2021, we're not voting again. We're not, voting. We're not having another vote this year i didn't get that again i get the 2020 may not agree with it but i get it and i get it yeah oh yeah 24 i may not agree with it but i get it but 2021 we're not having another vote this year you got to either move on or do something else i'm I'm telling you it's it's funny all of it is funny to me because i i know that um one of my biggest things is i'm a a, a, my my TV show I, I I've dug back into I'm rewatching uh I don't know if you've ever seen a series called Madam Secretary Oh yeah 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 Oh um, I've watched that series before I'm rewatching it now because it just it just intrigues me about government you know mm-hmm. um and, and and not that everything that they're putting on on the show is is uh correct but it makes you think outside the box about how the government operates. You know, mm-hmm. it's like my, one of my favorite shows of all time was 24. Mm-hmm. You know, 20, 24 was just just intrigued me about, man, the, and not only that, but how many decisions that the government, you know, has to make in a day. We don't we don't we're not privy to that information. They get, you know, bomb threats every day. You know, there, there could be someone targeting a bomb at, in Fayetteville right now. We don't know. You know, right. But the government says, hey, we can't let those folks know because it'll create a, a mass chaos. You know, so it's it's all kinds of stuff. You know, so I don't know, man. I, I like I like living every day. So and, I, and I'm the same way. But you know, it's funny that you bring up Madam Secretary. The woman that created that actually grew up and went to college with my mother-in-law. She knows her very well. Yeah. So there are a lot of things. I can't remember all of them, but there are a lot of like little like Easter eggs from the time that they grew up together in that. Like they talk about uh, Nemo's Pizza and and they're like, that's a real place. It's a place that was like near where they grew up and different things. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that, I thought that was pretty uh, pretty cool. I need to go back to that. My wife and I had just started to get into it and something happened. We kind of floated away from it, but I need to go back and, and man, I love, I'm, back into I'm, that. I'm on, I'm on season four now. It's, and I just do it when I, I watch it when I'm working out. Um, uh, if I, if I'm studying, I'll just have it in the background or something mm-hmm. like that. Just, you know, as you know, uh, white noise or something like that. But it's just one of those things where I like, man, Certain series that I just really, you know, it, it just makes me think a lot about today where we are. Yeah, and I like stuff like that 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 makes you think. Like I I do the um, different shows that if I'm just going to throw on something in the background, I have my my favorites that I go to. It's just mindless. I know what's going on, and it's just something. But yeah. I also like those shows like that where you you sit down and it actually. It has a significant plot and you've got to pay attention and it, yeah. it kind of forces me like, OK, put the phone down, put the iPad down, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and pay attention to what's going on. I like shows like that. So that that is cool. So having spent a significant amount of what the last 13 years around young people, uh, if if a young person specifically was listening to this show What's a piece of advice that you would give to them, to someone listening? Um, <clears throat> simply to uh, knowing who you are and finding your passion. You know, finding your passion, not your parents' passion, 
not your grandma's passion. You know, find your passion and, and go after it. And and let's make it a realistic passion, okay? And and because I can't, I, I would tell young people, I can't dictate. You know, if you want to be a rap star, that's great. You know, you want to be TikTok famous, all of that is great. But what happens when it fades away? What is your next step? Always, you know, chase after your goals and your passion, but make sure that it's going to be something that is going to be sustainable and take you through life. Not not a here today, gone tomorrow thing, but something that's going to be sustainable all the way through life. You know, if you're planning on having kids, make sure that you're going to build enough wealth that your kids are going to have to work, but they're not going to have to struggle. Mm. And I think I think that's where a lot of our issues have come from. So I, I I believe that I would tell them, you know, build that up, but don't look for the easy route. Just because you're an NBA all-star and you can go buy anything that you want to buy, what does that mean for you um, in the future? What does that mean for your kids in the future? You know, I, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I still believe to this day that, you know, Michael Jordan's the greatest ball player ever, you know? However, I think, LeBron James has become the greatest individual to ever play in the NBA because okay. of what, because what he's done in his community, what he's done in his family, no scandals, no this, no that. He's just been a straightforward person, you know, and, and just looking at it that way. So I would, I would always use examples in talking to young people about, you know, who you should be and what you should do in life because you see LeBron, the basketball player, but look at LeBron, the man, the, the dad, the, the husband, the friend, look at those aspects of them. And then you take that and you say, can I be that? And, and I think that that's one of the things I would really tell young people is what is going to be your influence on life? What are you going to, and what are you going to leave behind? What is going to be your legacy? What is going to be your influence? Because, you know, and I would use the examples of, you know, uh, just to throw it out there, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy, hey, everybody loves to dance, right? But yeah, it's here today, gone tomorrow. Oh, and, sure. Absolutely. You know, uh, and, and it's one of those things of, do you want the Soldier Boy effect where every time the person, someone puts on the music, everybody gets happy and, and they do the Soldier Boy, but then it disappears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're on to the next song. Or do you want the effect of, hey, I've built a family, I've built a job, I've created a great life for those around me, I've helped people, giving them that kind of advice of being able to pay it forward and see and and leave your mark, leave your mark while you're here, while you have time. So that would be my my advice, but but leave that positive mark, you know, and 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 share with folks your failure, your failures. You know, because, you know, we always hear your failures are also your successes. So, you know, you just have to share those down, those down moments to let people know that, hey, this didn't just no one just handed this to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. So many things to unpack on what you just said. Number one, <laughs> my wife, I just did a video. Uh, her last day with students was yesterday, and I had done a video uh, this past weekend of her class uh, reading I Promise by LeBron James and mm. Nina Mata, the children's book that he did. Um, and it, he talks about giving back and and especially the area where he comes from in Ohio and, and around Akron and, and things like that. And I remember um, one of my former RAs at Methodist, uh, Jonathan Camusa, talking with his parents and they're like, yeah, we used to go see LeBron play when he was in high school. And it's not, you, you, I, I can't get in to see LeBron for $5. <laughs> 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 and it, and it's true, it's true. But you and and I think it was just I'm with you with that. I have just so much respect for LeBron, but just have so much, I guess, in my heart for Jordan. Just because I was, you know, when I'm growing up, Jordan was the man. But it also brings into what you talked about, like Jordan. He's got the money coming in from the shoes and the endorsements and and, and all of that. 
but he's really not getting paid anymore for playing basketball. Even if you consider him, he's in the he's in the conversation. Even if you consider LeBron the greatest of all time, then I'd have to put Jordan number two. Some people, if you go farther back with different things, no matter where you stack him, he's in the top five. But they're not paying him to play yeah. basketball anymore. He's getting paid on other things. Michael's doing very well. Yeah, but. I, I would just piggyback off of that because I remember another greatest, uh, another great player, Shaq. He got that first deal, and when the deal came through, he spent a million dollars in a day. And his financial advisor called him up and says, "If you do this, it doesn't matter." He goes, "I don't know how good you're going to be. You may become the greatest player ever, but you will not be able to maintain this if you spend a million dollars every day. You need to have your money work for you. Don't do this anymore." And so he goes out and starts investing in the theater chains and in the five guys and all of that because of what his money manager says. Because, again, it doesn't matter. For every first check you get, there's a last check coming. It may be long. It may be long after you die because, you know, the endorsements (laughs) and all that. But it's coming one day. It's coming. It's coming. And for all those, I'm I'm like you. I'm on TikTok. I, I know a lot of people do TikTok famous, you YouTube famous. The only thing I have to say to them is find something that that keeps that going. They're like, why can't this keep going? I'm like, because there were a lot of people who were Vine famous, and Vine is not around anymore. It's gone. It's gone. And TikTok <laughs> could be gone tomorrow. There's a yep. lot of people signing TikTok bands in the law, and you know, yep. even if they don't, MySpace was huge for a while. MySpace is gone. Gone. Friendster, everything is just here today, but there's something shinier coming tomorrow. Yep. You got to make sure that you can keep the bills paid and the lights on um, for the day after tomorrow. Because, yep. you know, it's not promised for anyone. So I definitely uh, I, I co-sign on that. But I, I promised myself I was going to be very cognizant of your time. But before you go, uh, do you have a recommendation for me? That's why I like to end all of my podcasts is recommendation. It could be a movie. It could be a TV show, a song, a uh, piece of life advice. Have a recommendation for our listeners. Oh, man. <clears throat> recommendation. Find you a good book. Uh, find you a good TV show. Uh, I, I watch several. We, I, I love, uh, what do you call it? The, the DVR thing. Cause we don't have time to watch it during the day or no. at night. So we just go back and, and rewatch it. You know, you know, find find several things that you just really like. And um I I call them get away from reality for a little while. Mm. Um that's that's you know, that's where the book takes me. Books take me away from reality, even though if, even if it's a you know uh autobiography or biography, uh it, it it takes you away from real life, it gives you a piece of life, but Find it, you know. I find a good book, find a find a good TV show, uh, find a good a, a good podcast, whatever it is, something that you can just have every day. But but do it, find it and do it. And I say this: find it and do it every day. Mm-hmm. Do it every day. Don't take a moment. I know people like to binge watch, you know, all those things. But find find a piece of something that takes you and relaxes you every day. You know, and 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 I always say, make sure it's something. Uh, in my opinion, make sure it's something entertainment. Like that's why I say TV show or a good book or you know, because a lot of people say, oh, I'll go exercise. Yeah, exercising is great, but it doesn't take you away from reality. Mm-hmm. You know, it it exercising is something that that's gonna it's gonna it does a body good, and that's great. But it, that you need a moment to get out of reality, and and that's kind of how I see television a lot of people i don't watch tv don't watch tv don't you know well if you don't watch tv don't read a book <laughs> I mean, right right you know um because again books take people away from reality but you know uh you, you know we used to watch those crazy uh what do you call those things now they those shows the reality shows we used to talk right. about those all the time you know sometimes it's good to watch one it takes you out of reality it's it's called a reality show but it takes you away from reality something that just can relax your mind eat no matter sometimes no matter how stupid it is um my, my wife gets upset at me all the time because i like to watch stupid movies you know mm-hmm. I, I you know um I'll, I'll watch you know the 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 parody movies by the waynes oh yeah yeah you know just because it's 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 not reality it's not real 
and and it's something that makes you laugh or you know i watch cop shows and all these different things because the truth of the matter is they may be talking about real issues but it's just not reality because what happens on tv doesn't happen in the real world right so it allows you to dream a little bit you know so and and a lot of those so-called reality shows, if you look at the credits, they got writers. I'm like, why do you need a writer if it's reality? <laughs> right, right. You know, I I have to say this though. I I know when, every time I, I think about our time back at back at MU, man, it, I I always laugh about when that uh, what it, it wasn't TikTok, man. It was man. I don't know that the little meme that used to come out to hide your kid, hide your wife, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we laughed for weeks on that thing. It was just all the time. Yeah. I think about it all the time because it, it was just one of the funnier moments in life for me. I, um, I, I say to Kenny all the time and, and I talk about it all the time. I, I think the team and, and I said this while I was at Methodist, I said the team that we had then was probably the best team that I'd ever worked with. You oh, know? yeah. 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 Uh, and it was just yeah. we 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 had something that as colleagues it was like I, I've never had that again. I've I've never watched it. It's, you know I was there for you know 13 years and I watched teams come in and come out and go and <clears throat> and I've never seen that camaraderie again. You know and and people would say oh it's not the same. You can't treat it the same. I'm like it's hard not to because right. when you find a collection of people that get together and and work together and know each other and work so hard and got each other's back, all those different things, you know, and, and, and I think I, it's helped me in life because as I move forward, I know kind of what to look for, you know, and I know what I want to build because what we had is not dead. It just needs to be reformulated, as I say, you know, um, cause you can train people to, 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 uh, become good people, you know, in terms of that. You can't, uh, how, did, how did William Walker say it? Dr. Walker said it. You, you can't teach them how to care, but but you can right. you can put a team together that that can work well together. And I think that's, that's one of my goals in life um, is become a, a VP of student affairs or a VP of academic affairs. Eventually I want the full bars on my sleeve and be a president of a university. There you go, so, there you go. So everybody can do what I say, you know? <laughs> Um, but but ultimately, man, I I really want to show people that this is a profession where uh, in, in higher education, it's a profession where you build people, you know, students, uh, professionals, uh, just everyone. You you build people around you and teach people how to be people again, you know, because you know, learning how to like you said, you know, leaving the leaving the nine ten and going to the nine twelve, you know, that's that's a huge that's a huge jump. You know, and, and I think that's where I, I really look at life now is, you know, it's trying to break into the mold of being a, a, a VP is the hardest thing ever, you know, because people don't want to let go. No, no, that is it. Um, so many things I learned from my time there as both a student and as a professional. Uh, yeah. one, one of those was um, that that issue of people don't want to let go is and is because somebody said one time change is hard because there's always the way that we've done things yeah you know and you don't want to change that but I, I i quote uh dr walker so much that's like the first thing i tell ras i'm like if you don't know go go knock and talk not knock on the door and talk to people i said yeah. i will never be mad how can they be mad at you right what are they going to come and complain to me about? What did he do? Well, he knocked on my door and talked to me. And talked like, to me. <laughs> I said, if there's something going on, if there's something going on, you know it. If it turns out nothing's going on, that, what did they got to be mad about? He was talk. He came to me and talked to me. And I, uh, Tanya, uh, sometimes you have to be satisfied with lesser degrees of failure. I'm like, all right, we tried it. It didn't work, but that's okay. We'll, we'll try again next time. And if it still yep. doesn't, we'll try again next time. And I already told you that I quote yours. My my best friend is not going to be eighteen years old. It's just so, it's just so so many things um, that I do, and I wish I had just had like my cell phone, just recording just those conversations that we yeah, have. Man. 
before our weekly meetings. Like, I, just so go back and listen to them. That, that was some good stuff, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I I, I mean, I, I enjoyed that time. It, it, like I said, it, it's taught me and made me who I am now, you know, and, and, and pouring into so many young people, watching them. The, the tough part, I don't know if you get this feeling. I <clears throat> And I try not to laugh. I we're so happy when they walk across the stage at, at graduation. We're like, man, they did it. They accomplished. I think that in, internally, I, I, I express it outwardly. Internally, I'm going, oh, boy, you're getting ready to get smacked in the mouth by life. <laughs> so hard. So hard. I was like, you're going to want to be back here in about three years. You're going to go. I, I want to go back to college, not not to get an advanced degree. I want to go back and live on the college campus, you know, because so many things, life just comes so, so hard and, and so swiftly, you know, and you just have to navigate and learn how to move through it. So I was this has now been a dozen years ago or more um, just was waiting in line. At, at MU with a student, an RA who was just about to graduate. I said, I'm going to tell you something you're going to learn real quick. I'm going to give you a, I'm like, you're not going to believe me. That's and that's fine. I said, but you're going to, what I say is true. I said, you're about to leave what is the best time of your life. And reality is about to hit you just stone cold in the mouth hard. Oh, yeah. And she has told me like several times since then, you were so right. I just didn't realize that. I said, I said, I know. I said, I, I told you, you were not going to believe me. But there, there's also those students. It's like those. How can I miss you if you won't go away? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. When I, when I left MU this year, man, my phone was just. I was like, uh, you need to talk to your academic advisor. You need to talk to your academic advisor. You're my academic advisor. No, I don't work there anymore. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh man, it's 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 uh, it's it's interesting. But uh, you know, I it, it feels good to be uh, the cheerleader. You know, right? And that's that's the one thing I, I take away is it always feels good to be the cheerleader and watch all of those students be successful. The only thing I'm trying to figure out with all my former students and they've graduated and everything. I watched them. They go on all these vacations, man. I'm like, where? They're like, oh, we're we're going to Vegas. Oh, we're in we're in Italy. We're in the Bahamas. We're in Hawaii. And 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 it's like a group of them. They're all together. And I'm like, the hell kind of job y'all got? <laughs> I used to have to wait for payday. I'm like, ooh, I get to go to Chick Fil A this morning for free. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, it's like man, I, I'm I I just look at them going, man, they got, they must have some spectacular jobs. But it always makes me proud to watch them, you know, living life and enjoying life, and you know, and as I always say, I, I tell them this when I see them, I I love talking to young people from uh, young from five years old all the way up until they're uh, uh, I don't know graduate from 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 college. I look at them, I love saying this to them, you're getting old. And I, I love, they go, what are you talking about? You're getting old. I said, no, nope. last time I checked, I looked the same way I did when you first met me. You're getting old. There you go. <laughs> I was like, you, you, you look completely different. You got facial hair. You got, you're married. You got babies. You got all the, I said, you're getting old. <laughs> I love telling them that because they look at me like, dang, you're right. I'm like, yep, I still look like the same guy. I was, I was old a long time ago. Oh, I'm the same way. My mother-in-law, I said, I, I had just learned something from a, a girl. I, We weren't really close. We kind of grew up together, but, you know, it was just through uh, acquaintances that we knew that we knew each other and we went to school together. I said, she put on there something that made me feel really old. And my mother-in-law said, what, is she having a baby? I'm like, no, you got to realize how old I am. I said, she's got a green kid. That, that's what it is. She's yeah. talking about all the grandbabies. I'm like, oh, I think she's younger than I am. Let me yeah. go over here and sit down in the corner. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely. And 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 you start to do the math, and I'm like, no, she didn't even get pregnant at a young age, and neither did her daughter. It's just, <laughs> that's how old I am, right? Right, right. Man, I'm telling you, it's it's been interesting. I was I was telling uh, telling Kenny, I said we we are going. 
I, I've stopped counting the weddings. We got another wedding to go to in June. All these all these kids are getting married, you know, and it's, and it's, it's so weird. You go and watch them get married, and, and they literally look old. I'm like, man, you look older than I do. You know, I'm like, what are you? You're, I'm like, you're you're 20, 20 years old, and you're, you know, well, I look at you're 28 years old, and you look like you need a cane already, you mm-hmm. know? So they were like, yeah, life has hit me hard. I'm like, at 28, boy, okay, all right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, before I let you go, man, go ahead and plug away anything you want to plug. Anything you got going on? Um, I, I'm, I'm. Oh man, I, I, I can't remember the name of my wife's shop. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, her, her uh, handle on Instagram, and that's where because I, I'm not good at all this social media stuff, so I, I kind of piggyback off of hers. Is uh, and and then Caney. A-N-D-T-H-E-N-C-A-N-N-I-E, and then Caney. Um, it's Instagram, it's Facebook, it's everything. Um, it's YouTube. Uh, she she has all her stuff there. I kind of jump in on it. I'm working on 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 building my stuff. Uh, uh, now that I'm Dr. Hunter and I, I feel like I'm pretty good at student success, so I'm building that right now. So there's, there's no true name to it. I got to wait for the right name. But when I do get that, I will definitely shoot it to you. So you can do a shameless plug on your next uh, or, or whenever it hits. Uh, it, absolutely. And when, when the book comes out, I'm going to have you back on. And that's all we'll do is just plug the book. Yeah. And the book is the book is titled Black PWI. Um, OK. And, and it's the experiences and of, of, of uh, African-American students at a PWI um, from students and from the professional side. So what I will probably be doing just FYI is kind of hitting you up. Um, because I'm getting I'm getting perspectives from so many different people um, just to kind of get the overall, get their perspective on what it means, because everybody talks about HBCU, HBCU, um, you know, and I'm like, well, there's a, a, a different uh, component when you talk about being a, uh, a black student at a, at a PWI. So I want to and, and I kind of research and no one's touched it. I mean. People skate around it and skirt around it. I'm like, I'm just going to hit it head on. And somebody told me, they said, man, don't go in there bashing PW. I was like, see, your mindset is completely wrong already. Right. right. <laughs> you know, I was like, but to talk about the experiences and um, the trials and tribulations, as well as the rewards uh, of being an African-American at a PWI. You know, so, yeah, but when it when, when the book drops, man, I, I'd love to come back on and, and we can we can we can devote the whole segment to the book that that sounds awesome you can get me i am on facebook twitter instagram youtube i made it simple for you if it's the social media and i'm on it is at the joey harris uh joey harris comedy at gmail.com if you all would like to email me Tavares, again thank you so very much i appreciate it and we will have you back on and i will talk to you all next time i appreciate you man thanks for having me